Are you looking for more ways to learn about military and veteran culture? Are you a mental health professional or public health professional without lived experience in the military but find yourself working with veterans? Are you a caregiver or a family member of a veteran? Then you might be interested in a series of books that have been released with you in mind. By going to veteranmentalhealth.com forward slash books, you can check out three books that give you an insight into veteran mental health from a combat veteran perspective. These books are a collection of short, consumable essays that discuss a wide range of topics related to mental health and wellness in post-military life. Head on over to veteranmentalhealth.com forward slash books and check them out for yourself or follow the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Change Your POV Podcast. You're listening to Headspace and Timing, a show dedicated to breaking down the stereotypes of veteran mental health. I'm your host, Dwayne France. Let's get ready to make sure that your headspace and timing set correctly. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Headspace and Timing. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for checking us out. As many of you who serve know, the M2 machine gun, the 50 cal, is one of the greatest weapons in the military's arsenal. The weapon's headspace and timing isn't set right, however, it's just a huge chunk of metal. Veterans can be rendered inoperable if their headspace and timing's not set correctly either. That's my mission here, to raise awareness about veteran mental health and reduce the stigma against seeking support. Each week we'll talk about different aspects of veteran mental health and interview mental health professionals that are working with veterans, service members, and their families around the country. Hey folks, welcome back to Headspace and Timing. My name is Dwayne France and I'll be your host. Every week I want to come to you and talk a little bit about some different things about veteran mental health and really talk about how we can change how you view veteran mental health. As a clinical mental health professional and a combat veteran myself, I think it's really important to kind of bridge the gap between what veterans understand and those family members and those who support veterans understand about veteran mental health and then what we as a clinical mental health profession also know about veteran mental health. And so if you've been listening to the show for a little bit, you'll have been enjoying some of the interviews that I have with uh, not just mental health professionals, but individuals who want to reach out and talk about veteran mental health and their experiences. Today's episode is not going to be an interview. It's really going to be talking about uh, some of the warning signs. You know, everybody talks about uh, warning signs. What's what's the signs? How do we know? And uh, in this podcast is going to be based off of a a post that I wrote uh, earlier in the year talking about these warning signs. And the uh, the idea is uh, the the six signs that things are spinning out of control for veterans. You know. Uh, we always want to look for indicators. We always want to look for those things that uh, may give us a heads up, early warning signs. And this is a little bit about some of those. So if you're a veteran and you might hear some of these kind of different things, uh, if you're somebody that works with veterans or or, or has a, a veteran as a family member, uh, you might want to just uh, check it out and see if there's uh, something going on here. One of the biggest things that I've experienced as a mental health professional is the fact that Stigma is a huge barrier for veterans uh, seeking treatment. That stigma against uh, reaching out and talking to someone, and that's something that really trying to reduce that stigma and have a conversation about, you know, getting getting out of that, getting out of our head. You know, in the military, we had that whole "suck it up and drive on" mentality. Uh, the idea that I can handle this, 
Um, it, it binds us until we really can't handle things anymore. Uh, so these are some of the warning signs uh, that things are about to get out of control, that they've been out of control. The first one is uh, that as a veteran, you just don't give a crap anymore. You know, the, uh, the things that you used to enjoy, the things that you liked, fishing, snowboarding, surfing, rock climbing, even the, uh, um, you know, before the military, these things, <clears throat> hanging out, poetry nights, you know, line dancing, you know, all of those things that you found yourself enjoying before, if you're avoiding them now, then something's wrong. If you find yourself hanging out in bed and sitting in the house and doing nothing instead of going to the gym or hitting the trails or, or going to a museum, you might need to figure out what's going on behind that. You know, maybe life uh, situations have changed. You know, once you have kids, you know, it might be a bit more difficult to be, you know, that uh, uh, rock climbing, outdoor warrior or whatever. Uh, but if you don't develop new interests and hobbies that fit into your life uh, to replace maybe, maybe even the old ones, uh, then there's something wrong. If you've lost interest and you haven't replaced it with something positive, then you're going to have some challenges. Uh, the second sign that things are kind of going bad for you or, or things might not be going quite as well is sort of like the first one, but it's that you don't give a crap anymore. Now, this goes beyond just losing interest in what you enjoyed uh, and goes into the danger of suicide. Not that I don't care about the things that I used to do, but that I don't care about living, essentially. Uh, the danger of suicide in the veteran population is real. We hear it all the time. I've involved with a, an organization that's trying to develop a peer-to-peer -peer, uh, support app called uh, Objective Zero, and uh, in some of those, um, some of those veterans who died by suicide, they might have thought that they could handle it as well too, and and think that they're going to handle it on their own. And so this peer-to-peer -peer, uh, network piece uh, is going to be a huge thing. Suicide, and this is where, uh, a, a, you know, from a mental health standpoint, me as a mental health professional uh, talking about suicide, many people who don't understand or don't think about it really think it's sort of an on and off switch. You're either suicidal or you're not. But suicide happens on a continuum. It goes from the vague, you know, maybe it'd be easier if I wasn't here anymore, uh, all the way to having the means and the intent to take your own life. You know, uh, why wait until the clear contemplation is happening? If you start noticing those those beginning signs, man, today sucks, or maybe it'd just be easier if I wasn't uh, around, or things like that. Those vague thoughts are leading you down into the danger zone. Uh, once you get beyond that into the the very clear thoughts of of you know, I could honestly take my own life right now, or um, I, I have the means making a plan, gathering materials for the plan, and then actually, you know, contemplating, putting that plan into action, doing it, all of those things. These are all different points in, in someone's uh, uh, thoughts and actions that they can actually reach out and say, you know what, this is going too far. You know, some veterans will have that uh, sort of, um, you know, the, the thought comes in their head for whatever reason, whether it's depression. And, and of course, we've all heard about some of the medications that might induce these suicidal thoughts. Once these thoughts come in and many veterans will react to it and say, holy crap, that's not me. Uh, and that's a lot of times the veterans that will come see me as a clinician that they'll be like, you know, I, that's, that's not me. That's not the way that I think. And so I need to reach out. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, uh, and if you're afraid that uh, you're going to lose your security clearance or future job prospects or your freedom or your reputation, at first, when you reach out, when you start to have these thoughts, the likelihood that the paramedics or the cops are going to be called are much less 
than if you you have when if you have a clear plan. So if you reach out to somebody and say, you know what, this is I've just been having these really vague thoughts and it's starting to bother me. If you reach out to somebody at that point, you're not in imminent danger of self harm, and that uh, and a mental health professional will be able to essentially work with you. Um, whereas if you wait all the way until the point where it's so critically beyond, then you're, um, you're, you're likely going to have to be put in a place where you don't have the ability to make those decisions for yourself because safety is key. You know, so everybody talks about, well, I don't want to call hotlines or I don't want to talk to somebody and even just mention some of these vague things because if I do, I will get locked up. Uh, and, and that kind of stigma, uh, those signs that you just don't really care about life anymore, that's actually going to harm you more than it's going to help you. Uh, the third sign that something's really uh, kind of going wrong is the fact that uh, you give too much of a crap about things. You know, so the first two is I, I lost interest in what I used to do. The second one is I really lost interest in life. But if you find yourself caring too much about things, this is the opposite of that first idea. If you find yourself getting too far into excitement, adventure, really wild things, you find yourself diving into and, and really going overboard with uh, things, um, it, it, that's a sign that you might be spinning out of control. You know, skydiving is great. I jumped out of airplanes for the Army. I put people out of the airplanes as a jump master in the Army. I say 32 too many times or something. Um, and there's nothing like the rush of jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. But if you're spending way too much money or way too much t- ch- time chasing the rust, uh, then there's a chance that you're going to get you're going to crash, you're going to burn. Everything is about balance. If you're running and leaning forward, you find that you have to continue to run and lean forward to avoid falling. Sooner or later, you find that you're running too fast and you're going to face plant pretty hard. The fourth thing uh, that uh, I like to talk to veterans about, the fact that uh, something is, is not quite right, is if something in your life has more control over you than you have over it. Now here I'm talking about substance abuse. You know, I know what you're thinking. As veterans think it all the time. I don't have a drinking problem. I've always been a drinker. Everybody around me has been a drinker. We work hard. We play hard. It's what we do, right? You know, those screening questions when we were in the military, you know, how often do you have a drink? It always seemed that if you had more than two beers three times a week, you were labeled an alcoholic. You know, not me, you know, um, laughing at anybody who would uh, pass out after a couple of beers, couldn't hold their liquor. But... If you can drink a handle of vodka without batting an eye or a suitcase of MGD or PBR, a mini keg of some microbrew, then things have gotten way too far out of control. Anytime that you lose time, blackouts, you know, I don't know how I got here, uh, even losing time in your life because you're hungover and can't get to work, something needs to change. Same thing with drugs. You find yourself spending more time and energy looking to make a score or or going to, you know, seeking prescriptions and things like that, then you are looking to make yourself better, then that's a problem. The fifth sign uh, that things are, are kind of spinning out of control is that something in you has more control over you than you have over it. Now here I'm talking about emotions, you know, fear and anxiety, anger and rage, sadness and depression. If you start to recognize that you can't seem to control your emotions and are instead controlled by them, then it's time to talk to somebody and figure out what's going on. Sometimes there's a lack of awareness of what triggered the disruptive emotion, uh, and that trigger could have happened six hours ago or six years ago. If you find yourself flying off the handle at things, toys on the floor, significant other 20 minutes later than you expected, 
then there's probably something that's going on that needs to be figured out. And of course, the sixth sign of, uh, of, of the fact that things are starting to spin out of control is the fact that someone brings it to your attention. And this is about relationships, you know, not just relationships with a spouse or significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, what have you, uh, but it's any connection to others, friends, families, coworkers, community. And there's a couple of ways that people can bring it to your attention. You know, they're going to come out and let you know, hey, brother, you know, hey, sister, something's not right here. Something's not, not uh, you know, things are changed a little bit. When people start saying things like that and you find yourself having some of these other signs, you really need to pay attention. Uh, coming out and letting you know, uh, they're, they're letting you know that, hey, I'm concerned. Um, they can also um, let you know by not letting you know and just taking off. If you look up and see everyone else around you, you know, maybe because of points, you know, five, four, three, or one, you know, the things are getting too out of control, or you just don't give a crap anymore, um, uh, in, which leads maybe to part two, which you don't give a crap about life anymore. Um, you know, people will tell you when things just start to, you know, when they, when they leave. Um, and, and that's another indication that something's going on here. If I'm starting, if I'm losing relations, if I'm going through and, and people aren't hanging out with me and I'm losing friends, it's a good time to sit back and say, Hey, what's going on in me? What's the challenge? You know, if we don't, uh, the problem is if we don't start listening to those in our lives who care most about us when they start to bring out the subject, then someone else is going to come into our lives that might care less about us and more about our behavior, like the police, like district attorneys or judges. If someone with a badge is bringing this to your attention, then you have really gotten too far. Uh, the fact is, is that uh, you, you really need to pay attention to these signs sort of in your environment because... Uh, how how well of a life, how enjoyable of a life are you actually living um, with, uh, with all of these different things? So if many uh, or most or, or any, all even of these things are going on, reach out for help. And when I say reach out for help, I mean find a mental health professional. There are way too many resources out there for you to spiral out of control. Don't wait you know, if you don't want to go to the VA because all they do is pump you full of drugs, first, how do you know that if you don't go check it out for yourself? And B, uh, tell the doc that you want to figure out a way how to handle this stuff without your meds. Be your own advocate. Stand up, and, and not in an aggressive way, but just to stand up and say, hey, doc, I'd really prefer not to, to have to do this. I'd like to do something else. I want to figure it out without my meds. You have the ability to express what you want. You don't have to sit there and take whatever anybody's given you. Uh, you don't have to put up with anything controlling you as long as it has, as long as it's within your power to change. So that's what you have. It's a, a short episode, uh, but maybe a meaningful episode is six signs that things are spinning out of control for you. Uh, and just to recap them real quick, you don't give a crap anymore. You don't care about those things that you used to care about quite so much. The second one is you don't give a crap about life anymore, that, that life just really, you, you don't care. Uh, and of course, that leads to the epidemic of veteran suicide. The third thing is uh, you give too much a crap about things. You, you spend too much time invested in things that are, are, are um, you know, maybe not helpful to you or, or you're going overboard. Anything that, that you spend too much time and your resources on is not always helpful to you. The fourth thing, something in your life has more control over you than you have over it. And I'm talking about, you know, substances or things like that, um, alcohol, drugs. Uh, 
Whenever we use these things to take the front of our brain offline, that's the part of the, our, our head um, that really controls the emotion. And then the emotional piece, number five, something in you has more control over you than you have over it. And then number six, when someone else brings it to your attention, either through a significant other or through, you know, legal means or something like that. You know, of course, if you're still on active duty uh, and we do have some, uh, some people that are still on active duty, you're starting to listen to this <laughs> chain of command. You know, if, if, uh, if, if everyone is in a high drinking environment and your drinking buddy comes up to you and says, hey, brother, you know, I know I've got, but you might want to slow down a little bit. Uh, that's something critical that you need to understand. So there you have it, six signs that things are spinning out of control. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to hang out and listen. You know, the, the topic of veteran mental health is so important that it is the foundation of all of our success, as well as the cause of much of our failures. You know, as you go through the week, just do a headspace and timing check and make sure that you're on point with where you need to be in your head. Make sure you reach out to us at either veteranmentalhealth.com or changeyourpov.com and let us know what you think about the episode. Uh, we want to change how you think about veteran mental health, and we can't do that if we're not having a conversation. So I'd love to hear what you have to say. Please uh, take care of each other and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Are you looking for more ways to learn about military and veteran culture? Are you a mental health professional or public health professional without lived experience in the military but find yourself working with veterans? Are you a caregiver or a family member of a veteran? Then you might be interested in a series of books that have been released with you in mind. By going to veteranmentalhealth.com forward slash books, you can check out three books that give you an insight into veteran mental health from a combat veteran perspective. These books are a collection of short, consumable essays that discuss a wide range of topics related to mental health and wellness in post-military life. Head on over to veteranmentalhealth.com forward slash books and check them out for yourself or follow the link in the show notes.